0: alrighty hello welcome to another episode of from my chair with carlos today i got a great show my daughter's back yay hey hi Brittany's back and we're gonna talk some more music guys stay tuned Alrighty guys, welcome to From My Chair with Carlos. Thank you for finding me. Please subscribe and turn on your notifications so you do not miss a single episode. Today I have my favorite person in the world. Aww. Brittany's here, my baby, my daughter. Yay! Hi Brittany. Hi. How, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are
0: you? Good. Getting great feedback on our Pink Floyd episode.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Yeah, it was fun. All my friends love your reaction. They're like, oh, I wish my kid would listen to Pink <laughs> Floyd. or Because we just want to talk about our music with our kids. Yeah. But you know me, uh, unlike my parents, I'm a fair parent. I'm going to mm. give you that same, uh, <laughs> same opportunity. So this week, Brittany is picking out an album I've never heard. And she's yes. going to make me listen to it, and I'm going to react to it. Uh-oh.
1: Oh, whatever. I'm
0: scared. <laughs> I'm
1: I've scared. been waiting for this day.
0: They're waiting for this day. So out of all of the music out there, from Led Zeppelin to Mozart, what do you have picked out for me?
1: Well, first of all, I had to choose something that you had never heard before, so
0: Van Halen? slim
1: Pickens, Van Halen? <laughs> no. Kidding. Um, But no, so I was going back and forth like we had talked about. I was trying to think of um, bands that were really influential to me when I was growing up um, as a teenager. And like I had mentioned um, earlier, I felt like I had like a trio of alternative rock bands that really, I was just listening to them on loop for my entire teenage years. And that was Paramore, Panic at the Disco, and Fall Out Boy.
0: (laughs) Nice. Now I'm there with, I'm with you with Paramore. Love Paramore. We've seen Paramore. I know live like five or six times.
1: <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's up there. And
0: one of the greatest Paramore concerts was when they opened up for No Doubt at Fiddler's Green. That was
1: our first one, yeah. Uh, was that our first one? That was our first time seeing Paramore, yeah. I was super, super stoked, because they had, uh, I had just discovered them through like the uh, the Twilight soundtrack, I believe. Oh,
0: the Decode? <laughs>
1: yes, which I just shared on my Facebook wall. I was like, oh, this is awesome.
0: How did we get here?
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I think I... Anyway. But yeah.
1: So I know that you you love Paramore as much as I do, yes. but you never really got into uh, panic or Fallout Boy, which I I mean, I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea, sure. But at the same well, time, I, don't know. I haven't heard it. So <laughs> may, maybe <laughs> right. At the same time, you didn't give them a fair shot. So mm-hmm. I wanted to take this opportunity to share one of my favorite um Fallout Boy records, um, Feli Aju, which is not the French way of saying that but oh, I, was gonna say I don't want to attempt it
0: oh, I, was gonna say, I thought you sneezed <laughs> I over there I looked
1: it up before we started recording and I was like I can't say that
0: oh <laughs> du. Du. Uh, god bless you <laughs> <laughs> Gesundheit. Um, oh, so now I'm going to really sneeze. Good Lord. Oh, geez. Okay, go ahead. So um, do you want to give me any kind of setup with the band members? Like yes. It, so the, uh, your, your show. <laughs> I, I, I'm your guest on your show today.
1: Okay. Well, I did my homework. Yeah. Um, I treated this like a homework assignment, so I've got my notes over here. Just to give you a rundown of who's who in Fallout Boy, um, which I'm sure you remember they got their name from, The Simpsons character. Um, I did not know that. You did not?
0: Now, it was Fallout Boy, that's Milhouse's superhero? Yeah. Oh, that, oh, they took it right from that? Uh-huh. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, go, stemming from that. Uh, so, we've got Patrick Stump on lead vocals and rhythm guitar, uh, Joe Troman on lead guitar, Pete Wentz, who everyone knows is bass guitar, and some backup vocals, also the majority of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Andy Hurley on drums. Okay. Um, and so the, uh, Felia do is their fourth studio album. Um, it is probably my second favorite. My first favorite is, um, from under the cork tree, which is their second studio album, because that was the first album that I heard when I was way back in middle school, um, was their (laughs) first album I had ever heard. And so that one always has a special place in my heart is my absolute favorite.
0: Isn't it great that all your music that you have, like, ending, like, 4th, 5th, 6th grade into middle school, like, those are your staples?
1: I know. I I wonder what that is. Like, that's That's the age where
0: you just. Your formative years? Because, like I said, for me, it was Ario. Then I went into Van Halen. So, check out our Van Halen episode. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's still to this day. Then your high school ones are, like, your. These represent me. Like this you're is really getting into the. Yes, angst. this right. Yeah. Well, this is me because you're not. You can't get along with you. You don't see where your parents are coming from. You got to get a job. You know, you're like. <laughs> the dating world is terrifying, and it's just right. you, you latch on to your music. So you're like
1: Gene from Bob's Burgers. This mm-hmm. is me now. <laughs> it goes through all those faces.
0: Um, sure, Bob's wife. Oh my gosh,
1: I swear white. I have to show you like all of these gifts and all of these things that you don't understand if it
0: means we get to spend more time together <laughs> <Okay>. absolutely <laughs> bob's burgers is next mm-hmm. oh, so oh are we talking okay so if you want to make his me name
1: w- is gene
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so if you want to talk about you have to make me watch bob's burgers i'll pull out an old TV show I'll make you watch like Taxi. That you haven't already. (laughs) I know exactly but go ahead it's it's your show sorry.
1: Okay no no absolutely um so yeah so um I when I was trying to figure out what album I wanted to to talk about with you today I was really going back and forth between you know from Under the Quirk Tree which is my absolute favorite and this one and the reason why I picked Folia Do is because I feel like it is so underrated among Fallout Boy's discography and it has a special place on my heart also because it was their last album before they went on hiatus or oh. I didn't even know that they were ever planning on coming back. I thought that they had just broken up. And so oh. I was like, I think I was getting out of high school at that point And I was so depressed because I was like, this is the last, mm-hmm. this is the last one. <laughs> um, but I really think that like, if, if that one was going to be their last one, then they went out on top. Like wow. just my opinion. I felt like, they had really, you know, gotten the lyrics down because um, Pete Wentz was the main lyricist. But during that album, I read that when they were recording it, um, the other band members, mainly Joe Troman and Andy Hurley, were really wanting to be connected in with the the lyric writing process. They wanted to contribute more wow. to the band. And so I really think that, that that worked in their favor. It felt like they were more cohesive as a band and it wasn't just, you know, Patrick singing Pete's lyrics um, which we'll get into as we actually listen to it. Um, but anyway, I just think it's so great and it's very underrated and I just wanted to kind of shine a little spotlight on this Aww. album from, you know, like the mid-2000s. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: fine. That's what we do. Like I said, um, I love experiencing new things. You know, I'll watch a movie if someone recommends it. So this is going to be fantastic. So do you want me just to kind of do it like the Pink Floyd show? So what we're going to do is, unfortunately, we can't play the actual song. But what we're going to do is I will cue up each song, and then you just push pause on the podcast, listen to the song, come back to the podcast, and it's, it's an easy swipe on the phone. It's really It sounds complicated, but it's not. And then we'll react to it. So now do you yeah. want to do one song at a time or you were saying you wanted to do two yeah, songs so, at a time?
1: So because of the um, the way of the album, the it's length. an odd number of song tracks. And so I figured that we'd start with the first one, um, which is called Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes. What? <laughs> Try to figure out what that means. <laughs>
0: Water buffaloes. Uh, <laughs> I know.
1: But I thought that we would start with that one, and then from then on, we would do pairs of songs, so it would be perfect, perfectly <clears throat> matched.
0: Okay, now, like, I gave you that you can, <laughs> if if I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. If, if I'm not, If you don't like I'm it, not.
1: feel free to tell me. It won't hurt my feelings, because nothing can change the way I feel about the album. So oh,
0: I bet I can. <laughs> no. I'm like, this is an Iron Maiden. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. Okay, so here we go, guys. So... We are going to start off with Fallout Boy. Folly Ado. <laughs> Shut up. Folly Ado. Uh, the first song, good lord, is called Disloyal Order of Water Buffalo.
1: Buffalo's.
0: Here we go, guys. So cue it up. The first song. Here we go. Oh my god. Yes,
1: got him.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. For bringing this into my life. That was the greatest (laughs) song ever. That was the first song. Oh, my God. What an album. Woo. That that was the first song. Oh, my. One of
1: 13.
0: God. That was, I hate this word because I'm 50, but that was epic. Yes. Are you kidding me? Here's the quick notes I just jotted down. There's four little time changes. It's a sing-along. It's a rock anthem. Give me the front row to this concert. The voice, oh, my God. Production value, it's lyrically brilliant, and good Lord. Yes. Good Lord, is that like a perfect rock pop song, like, ever? Like, how, oh, my God. I know. I am adding this right now to my library on my (laughs) phone fallout water buffaloes yeah yeah <laughs> You're gonna get down
1: with the water buffaloes. i am
0: water buffaloes oh my god <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: I am so happy that was your response. The very first words out of his mouth when we were listening to it was, oh, hell yeah. And I was like, yes, I got
0: him. (laughs) Oh my God, that intro, I I literally pumped my fist in the air. I wanted to be front row at this concert.
1: Yes, And, and that's exactly how I feel about Fall Out Boy. The majority of Fall Out Boy is it's like it was made to be listened to live. Like it... It sounds as fantastic when you listen to them live in concert. It's because you want to chant along. You want to sing along. You want to drum oh. your fists in the air. Like, it's I, so an experience. I got
0: little Bebe chills, and I can't even imagine. Is Me there too. like Is there, like, a video to this or a live concert? Not, or? not
1: this one. I'm, I don't know if there's a live concert out there. I should probably look into that because I would love to watch yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: because if, if I saw them actually perform this or a video, like, visuals yeah. to this audio, I would probably lose my mind. And I don't even know... Forgive me again, my 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 age, but it's like I just assumed they were like angsty and like the world sucks and Nirvana and you know I hate the well, sun and
1: I mean they were a little bit, but you know in and a, not in
0: this song.
1: No, well, and you've got to remember this is their fourth studio album, so this is them seasoned oh, and clicking. learning from all of their past records and. It, it, if Everything
0: Right. If I was a producer and this landed on my desk, these guys are polished, they're ready to go, package it, put them on the road. This is going to sell a zillion. Now, did this album sell a ton? So
1: what I read, and I don't remember what it was like because... I was in, you sure. know, high school or whatever, so I wasn't really paying attention to, you know, what the sales were or whatever. It said it got mixed reviews. What? Um, and it didn't sell as much as their previous album, which was Infinity on High. That was their third studio album. Oh. Um, and so another reason why I thought that it was so, um, you know, taken for granted um, among their discography is, you know, whatever it did way back when, you know, I still feel like, I mean, I listened to this whole album back to front forward front like all week long and I'm still enjoying it every single time I listen to it.
0: Oh, I, I can't wait to play that song again. Yes. Now, one thing, which is a my Achilles heel, which I, I can't apologize for. Now, again, I am 50, so I can't change now, but I always, like, hear things. I'm like, oh, that's from this. Or that's from that. Mm-hmm. And people are like, shut up. But I will play you later that that first big anthem, that dun, 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 mm-hmm. is straight out of The Who's Baba O'Reilly. Yeah. And that's the, uh you know, that big epic, that bun, dun, 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) it's 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 got that in there and it just absolutely And i
1: think that's a good thing when you can hear their influences in their work i don't necessarily take that as a bad thing no as long as it as it reads more of an inspiration as opposed to just sampling and ripping it off
0: yes they didn't sample and that's the other thing the production value on this i'm gonna have to look up because i love the technical geeky stuff is I wonder who produced this because it is dialed in. It I, is yeah, it I could is look warm, that loud, fat, but pleasant. And it's just, <laughs> it's it's that that sing along. And who's the who's the vocalist? That's Patrick Stump. What a voice. Like, like it's, it's, he's amazing. Yeah, like I, I turned down to David Gilmore and you're like smooth voice. I'm like, it's cool because it's like it's got a it's a very easy to sing along or more importantly mm-hmm. want to sing along. Like, I don't know all the lyrics, and some of the lyrics that I did see are very quirky, but they're very original to me because this isn't stuff I'm finding in Metallica or my Van Halen catalog. Right, yeah. But no, thumbs, thumbs way up, way up on that first song. Yes, I would buy the album off that one song, so.
1: Absolutely, and before we move on, I just wanted to point out my two favorite lines from it, which is, I'm a loose bolt of a complete machine, what a match, I'm half doomed, and you're semi-sweet, which... I forgot to point out the actual definition of Folia which is madness for two. And oh. so <laughs> I should have announced that before the actual song, but I feel like this song was a perfect introduction into Um, that definition, which for um, Patrick's uh, actual thoughts on um, the title was the materialistic dance between any two parties obsessed with each other, whether it's teenage girls and handbag makers, politicians and lobbyists, or tabloids (laughs) and stars. And so what I really liked about this album is they weren't specifically telling one story, but they were telling multiple stories among the same theme. And so it's literally just... You can take it for what it is, but you can probably apply it to something in your life.
0: Very relatable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and I love that. Again, it means something to me and it means something to you, but it's a, it's a, it's an anthem. Like it's not, and again, I'm a musician, worked with A-list talents, sorry, but it's like, it's not easy to do this. Like to write a rock anthem, like we will rock you, right? Right. Like we've seen the Queen movie, but again, back in the day, imagine just coming into the studio with... (laughs)
1: <laughs> right it sounds simple right? but like no, to actually like, no. put it in right. into yeah Who can fruition right or
0: we'd all do it like i can't exactly. write, i can't write this song I, I can play and write a lot of stuff right. but I, I i don't know how to do an anthem where the world's gonna sing along
1: you right know, like
0: the the, the jingle That's that's a tough thing to do so fantastic yeah. so um we're gonna do the next two songs back to back so yes
1: so um the second one is I don't care which is their first and probably the most popular single from the album just as a heads up and then the third song is uh she's my Winona and it is my second favorite song of the album and You'll probably see why, but...
0: Wow, I don't know how they're going to top that first song. Oh, I, I they're, they're going to do nope. it. I'm nope.
1: <laughs> I'm guaranteeing no. you. No. I'm guaranteeing you. By the time we get to number five, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, this <laughs> is fantastic. I love you. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> I'm all, here's the wall. <laughs> Look in the mirror and deal with your problems, kiddo. And you're like, yay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so cue it up. The next two songs, Brittany, give me the names again
1: uh number two i don't care and number three she's my winona
0: wow <laughs>
1: i'm trying to tell you
0: oh my good lord am i too old to wear a fallout boy she shirt no
1: Can we gotta a- go to hot topic oh my god
0: <laughs> I- i'm literally taking off my headphones right now because i gotta like scratch my ear because it has just been like oh my god Wow. Again, let me go to the first song. She's not... She's my wine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, I wrote... Um, and what I've noticed is these songs don't even have, like, guitar solos, and I don't even care. Like, I'm a, I'm a... Give me the guitar solo. Who's a guitar solo? Eddie Van Halen, Yngwie, mom's Malmsteen, J.P. Right. E. Lee. All, like, uh, that's what uh, George Lynch. No, I don't even care because these songs don't even need it. I don't even know how you write a song that doesn't need a guitar solo.
1: I will interject that if you... If you listen for it there is a guitar, a pseudo guitar solo at the end of I don't care but it's kind of muffled under the rest of it oh. but if you if you tune your ear you can really listen to it and it's really good so you'll have to listen to it a couple and, more times And
0: the word I keep coming up with is bombastic. I don't even know if that's a real <laughs> okay. is that a real is that a real word because sure. it's just so Bam! And it, but it's so boom in your face. Yeah, but it's so good. It's it's so like <laughs> it's rocking. It's sing along. It's no guitar solos. The vocals are on point. The lyrics are again, they're very lyrically genius. Because who thinks of this stuff? Right. And, and it's just it's just in your face, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And going into the Winona, that might be my second favorite song right now because love the drum verse thing that hope
1: you saw me jamming oh, out when my. it first started I was like this is what gets me every time is to- that drum beat
0: totally <laughs> completely and that that intro it's huge it's it's just it's monster anthemic rock in your face mm-hmm. and I dig it like yeah. I'm, I'm not even being like um I, I just dig it like I I don't know how well I guess I know how they weren't on my radar because of my age I guess you know, I'm waiting for the next Iron Maiden now, every eight years, and this fa- this wasn't even on my radar. Like, I,
1: right. it's fantastic. Well, I feel like that's what we all do. You know, we really grow up and we listen to the bands of that era. And then we just take it with us. Like, I feel like we all become our own versions of a curmudgeon where we're like, we don't want to listen to new music. I want to go back when music was good. But it's like, whatever that was in your time period, you're kind of stuck in there. And I mean, that's how I am right now. Like, that's why I'm listening to Fall Out Boy. (laughs) So, when so, it's 2021,
0: you so, know? So now, like, when, you know, when I tell you about Van Halen, I can say Van Halen was ruling the world from, you know, 78 to 85, but blah, 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 Iron Maiden, so Metallica and Black Album was everywhere. So where where was the landscape when these guys dropped so this album? Was, were they considered top tier, or were these just still like, you know, were they I, like...
1: I feel like Fallout Boy was top tier um, all the way uh, until, you know, this uh past when this came out this was our fourth album um they started in um the the early 2000s with um take this to your grave um i believe is the first one um and then so they really rocked i felt like the whole era or the whole decade of the 2000s were i feel like they were on top wow. doing way better than panic at the disco no offense Um, but because I felt like they, they stayed true to who they were and what worked for them and they just, they did what they wanted. They didn't, they don't care. (laughs) They're going to do what they want to do. And it just, it works because that, The four of them, it's just, they create magic.
0: Do they they have, like, a look or anything? Was there, like, a pretty boy? Was there, like, the cool (laughs) guy? Was there the shy guy? Was there Ringo uh, the drummer, (laughs) you know?
1: I feel like Andy Hurley the drummer was always, like, not wearing a shirt. And I know that uh, Joe Troman, the guitarist, always had, like, really big, like, curly hair that was always kind of, like, crazy. Crazy. And then um, Patrick was doing his own thing. He had the mutton chops way back when. Um, And then Pete Wentz was, like, the the <laughs> The dark emo boy that you know, he always had all the tattoos and like the dark black hair and he would wear lots eyeliner. of eyeliner okay. yeah, it was that era of of rock music and it just it worked because, I I felt like they didn't have a stylist that was like, you all got to look the same and make sure you have an image and blah, blah, blah. I felt like they were just being authentic to themselves. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't really know. But it just felt like each one of them had their own personality. And you could see that very clearly on stage or when they were in the media that they didn't all feel like they had to dress, you know, a certain way or go along with the guyliner thing or anything. But, you know, they just did them.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. um,
1: Yeah, so just really quick wanting to to top off um, and just point out some of my favorite lyrics because one of my favorite things about Fall Out Boy is their lyrics. Um, (laughs) I wanted to say my favorite line from uh, I Don't Care is oh take a chance let your body get a tolerance i'm not a chance put a heat wave in your pants (laughs) i love the way i love the way patrick says it he has these weird inflections he's like take a chance let your body get a tolerance like it's it's just it's fun to sing along and imitate him
0: now that reminds me of spinal tap You, you (laughs) you old timers will know the spinal tap reference
1: Um, and then, uh, my favorite line from she's my Winona is they always bring up how you've changed. Never the same person when I go to sleep as when I wake up. And I just love it because that's how it should be where everyone changes changes a little bit every day, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. And if you, you know, look back on yourself, you know, 10 years ago, like you're a completely different person, but you know, you've come a long way or you've made strides or, you know, stuff like that. And it's not a bad thing if you're not just stuck in your ways all the time. I feel like that's something that bands probably go through a lot is because people immortalize them with whatever album they last came out with and mm. whatever their next one, it's going to be a little bit different. And there's always going to be those fans that are like, I, I miss it when they did it this way or mama. Right. And you know, but they're just people. They are going to evolve like go. the rest of us. So I Absolutely. just want to point that out.
0: <laughs> awesome. What's the next two songs?
1: All right. The next two, uh, number four and number five. So number four is America's sweethearts and that's S-U-I-T-E, hearts.
0: Got it. Um,
1: and then number five is my absolute favorite, and it is called Head First Slide into Cooperstown on a Bad Bet. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, need, I need a... That's, right. <laughs> what, what's the name of the song again? It's called Head First Slide into Cooperstown on a Bad Bet.
0: So Head First Slide is baseball. Cooperstown mm-hmm. is baseball on a bad on bet. On a bad bet. Hmm. Interesting, okay, so let's go ahead and cue those next two songs up guys. Here we go. We'll be right back with the reaction Wow good Lord again, and during that song I went on uh, Amazon and I'm gonna order me a shirt I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my God, where to start? Oh my God America's sweethearts i have I take I took some notes and i I wrote the same thing on the these two songs, "America Sweethearts and the uh Head First song. Um, Queen. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Queen overtones, especially with those background vocals and the la-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. It's just so brilliant. And then the guitar tone. Yes. I don't know where he's getting that guitar tone because I don't even know. Like, I'm, I'm getting pleasantly confused when what I mean <laughs> by that is I don't know how the guitar tone sounds chunky, yet it sounds clean, yet it sounds doubled yet it sounds you know like chorusing flanger like it just has this really wicked sound Mm -hmm. then the background vocals like are those like are do they all sing does every member of the band sing
1: i think it's just patrick but i could be wrong really it sounds like patrick to me but i don't Uh, know if they're laying like overlaying lots of stuff
0: and then also yeah because the vocals even the regular vocal line the verse lines are they doubled because his voice just sounds so Mm -hmm perfectly balanced like it's just right there it's not overpowered by the guitar it's not too loud it's not too soft right it's just fantastic and then on the head for a song which is fantastic that whole verse is the vocals are on an upbeat Mm -hmm. and I don't want to really talk music theory here because that's not what we're here to do but there's the downbeat which is the you know the one two three four then there's an upbeat which is a one two -hmm. I'd have have to show you on a drum set but when those vocals are on an upbeat you get that you get that certain right, sound that yeah. you can only get on an upbeat and it's brilliant <laughs> like yeah. these guys are either and again I'm, I'm an outsider these guys are either as good as I think they are or they're very uniquely gifted in that it's just them like I don't know if they're trained this way if they're like seasoned trained musicians that are I actually as,
1: don't know <laughs> I feel like I should know but I don't right it's
0: like it's like you know I can I can tell you about the theory about all of these bands and stuff like that like Maroon 5 is very musician there's a there's monster musicians in that band, and that's how they come up with their different, right music, their, their their songs, and that's what I feel in this. Like it's very uniquely theirs. Now, again, I'm new to this mm-hmm. this pocket. Is there other bands that sound like this, or someone's going, oh, they sound like Panic, or Panic sounds like, you know, I don't. Even, what are the other bands in this era other than I don't,
1: the- I don't know. I f- I feel like there's a certain tone or like a like a shared theme among that time period that is very alternative rock in the 2000s mm-hmm. that I don't know if I could explain it so much as I just, I know what I feel when I listen to it. Right. You know, Um. like I'll just kind of fast forward here. So um, the eighth song of the album, what a catch Donnie actually features a lot of um, other people that are either friends of the band or their or. Uh, inspirations and stuff like that. But there are a lot of people that were from, not necessarily similar bands that sound like fallout boy but they were from the same era Um. and they're all kind of alternative alternative rock kind of bands um and so you would just have to kind of listen to the kinds of bands of that era which i have a great playlist if you want to listen to it (laughs) but um i just i feel like there's like a certain kind of tone or a certain way that people were making music of that time which could be said about literally any decade where it's just like when you're when yep. you're plugged into it, you just know that right. it came from that time period and you don't really know what you can put your finger on to describe it, but it right. just is. Um, and so that's how I feel about Fall Out Boy. I, I can't say any specific band that I feel like is just like them or mm. sounds like them. Um, I would say no because, I mean, I feel like they're... Their rhythms, the their lyrics. Patrick's voice is is so unique to them. Right. Um, but also, I'm a fan. So when I hear Fall Out Boy, I know it's Fall Out
0: Boy. No, there are, are there other bands like you know. Again, with Van Halen, like once Eddie dropped, there was like a million imitators. Are there bands now I'm that sure. you're like, oh man, that's just their Fall Out. See, but, that,
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm a curmudgeon now, and I listen to <laughs> music that was from back in my day. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't really listen to um, mm. so much alt rock any anymore at least new stuff. Um, but that's that's just me. I don't I don't seek out new music as much as I used to. See
0: and again alt rock. so alt rock. Are you saying that's short for alternative rock?
1: Al- I'm saying alternative rock because when al- I say alt rock, but alternative I feel like is its own it, it, monster.
0: Clearly, because alternative rock came in my day again, my age, gather on to Snapchat.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And
0: alternative rock was Nirvana, Pearl Jam, yes. Soundgarden, Screaming Trees, Green River, Mother Love Bone. Mm-hmm. And this isn't any of that.
1: No, <laughs> not not at all. And I, I do This is feel alternative
0: like... to alternative. This is like its own subgenre. phase
1: 2, yeah, two
0: point 2.0 <laughs> yes
1: right. um so yeah i i do feel like it kind of i still consider it alternative rock um or or maybe some people just deem it as rock in in general um i just feel like it uh it kind of you know sure. changed with the time but you know the the majority of the stuff is still there as a rock band, which is, I feel like, hard to come by these days. But um, just really quick, I wanted to just point out some stuff that I love about these songs. Um, first with America's Sweethearts, um, which I feel like is very obviously an ode to um, Hollywood elites and, mm-hmm. you know, people in in the industry when they say, why won't the world revolve around me? I love that. Um, yep. And I also wanted to point out that I feel like these two songs back-to-back are interesting because America's Sweethearts, I feel like the guitar is the star of this song. Mostly when you listen to it in headphones because you can hear the two different guitar tones um, tones in in one ear versus in the other Um, which I do feel a little bit bad because once I kind of honed in on it I kind of tune out the lyrics and I just listen to the guitars (laughs) Um, but I feel like the opposite happens with with first slide where the focus is on Patrick's vocals and he's so going up and down and side to side that like you can only focus on that but there's so many other things that are happening with you know just the guitars the drum beats there's horns in there the the piano that comes in that just kind of abruptly stops the music and then there's just the solo piano yeah it's Um, It's so good. And then the other thing that I wanted to point out, which is just my English major, um, you know, brain, uh, is that there's so much good alliteration in here where, um, so basically when two words start with the same letter back to back and it creates a good little like repetition, Mm -hmm. um, tempest in a teacup and peroxide princess, I feel like are like, I don't know. It makes my brain happy. And I'm like, Ooh, that's <laughs> so good. Like, you know, they did that on purpose. Right. Um, so yeah, I just, it's, they're so great and head for slide. Absolutely my favorite, um, for Patrick's voices alone, but also the, the lyrics are so all over the place. And I mean, surf out brainwaves, click back and forth, like old headlights sniffing model glue again. Like, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> it means, yeah, you missed it. because These guys have the goods. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a believer. I, I, I'm buying what they're selling. This is fantastic. It's a band I never knew. It was never on my radar. And I will definitely listen to this album again. But we're oh, probably only that. halfway through. So what's the next two songs yeah, you want to do? Yeah, so
1: um, we're on six and seven. Uh, number six is the Shipped Gold Standard. Uh, and seven is Coffees for Closers.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Cue those up, guys. And here we go. Wow. I'm just gonna do that
1: every time.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's a gu- it's a good editing cue, but holy cow, like I'm a believer. Like <laughs> it's so good. Like like what else? It's almost like I'm running out of superlatives to, to use for their music. The shipped song is all I, I I prefaced the song before that with the head first with the upbeat. And then the entire song was on an upbeat. And it's mm-hmm. just it's got and Patrick, that's the singer, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Totally just nails it. Like he's singing on an upbeat and it's just so it's so catchy it's like it's just um it's clever yeah and you know again to quote spinal tap there's a fine line between clever and stupid and this is clearly clever it's like it's it's they're making it look almost too easy to write these sing along anthem songs because i don't know how this wasn't a huge hit when it came out like or was it like I, I said i
1: don't remember i know it wasn't a single that song wasn't um but i mean yeah it's i don't know when when you're removed from you know paying attention to that stuff because you're a kid mm-hmm. um i don't know i just i i experienced it because i loved it and i loved it so i thought everyone else loved it and then <laughs> yeah doing research on this it was like oh it was mixed reviews and i was like from who i want to know right
0: <laughs> well I, I don't know i don't know what the mix what what would be the what would be the negative comment about i don't this? Know. Going Too back good? to <laughs>
1: right going back to what I said before I feel I feel like there's always going to be those fans that are like I was here in the beginning and mm.
0: it doesn't sound
1: the same I I want them to go back to how they were cuz I mean they were much heavier when they first started in the early 2000s oh. they were very much like a garage band mm. and so now you know they've they've kind of tilted over into pop mm. you know where I feel like their anthems are are very poppy in in some aspects but I I, I think that's growth. That's great, you know, that they they just kept learning and kept, you know, honing in their craft. Because I, I feel like, re- like I said, I really felt like, you know, if this was gonna be their last album, they went out on top in in my book. Um, but I just wanted to point out some things. So in. The ship gold standard. <laughs> I, I just want to point out how much I love the way Patrick says the dollar is down. <laughs> <It> <laughs> me, <every> time. <laughs> um, but I just—I there are so many of their lyrics where even when you take them out of context, it's like, wow, that's that's a really good point. You know, when they say you can only blame your problems on the world for so long before yep. it all becomes the same old song. I, I mean, you could. You could tell that to anybody, you right. know? Um, but I also wanted to point out when you were talking about the the upbeats versus the downbeat, I love in the middle of the song when it switches mm-hmm. and it, it switches up the tempo and I saw the look on your face, you were all, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, I know it's funny, but they go right back.
0: That's awesome. It's <laughs> so awesome. I love awesome. that. Awesome. What's the next two songs, Brittany? Uh, so we
1: got um, What a Catch, Donnie number eight and then um number nine i believe is 27 okay uh yeah and so um just to to preface uh so what a catch donnie um the donnie is actually referring to soul legend donnie hathaway oh. um and they um mentioned a couple times miss flack they're referring to his writing partner roberta flack gotcha um and as i had mentioned before um they That's have a bunch of score. cameos um starting at the three minute mark and then once we listen to it i'll kind of go through who's who um and everything and then we'll talk about uh 27 as well
0: okay we can talk about 27 after we're done
1: yes yeah, so we're listening to both of them back to back gotcha yeah
0: okay here we go what a catch of donnie cue it up guys here we go wow
1: there you go
0: i know wow <laughs> that, that was that, a lot the uh what a catch donnie could be one of my, probably my second favorite song
1: really i really okay. d- i just
0: i dig the verses and how it's going, but I really, and, um, power of radio, man. I really dug the ending with that whole medley thing. It reminds Mm -hmm. me of the Beatles or tears for fears does a thing like that, where it's the same, um, piece of music, but you can sing all of your, other classic songs over it yeah. without changing anything up. And I started recognizing some of those lyrics and songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, I know, Sugar, We're Going Down. I know that song. Oh, the, the, oh Thanks yeah. for the Memories. Oh, the Arms Race. Mm-hmm. So I really, I just, and, and maybe it's because um, the tempo, maybe because, like, this album is so like, go, 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 go and I'm having right. such a good time that it's it hit me at the right spot.
1: Right in the middle, Right yeah. in the
0: middle. It's like, oh, this is fantastic mm-hmm. and then with 27 which is really good too and I, I dig the lyrics to that probably more than anything else but yeah it's fantastic what do you get from yeah. that songs so
1: um so just to clue you in so the the cameos uh in "What a catch donnie start at three minutes um you'll notice that the um the first line um is from headfirst slide so that's a, a song we just listened to um and that is actually elvis costello Um, Who did that one? And then, um, as we go through um, kind of their greatest hits, um, so we've got uh, lines from Grand Theft Autumn slash Where Is Your Boy. Uh, That's Gabe Saporta from uh, Cobra Starship. Um, And then you recognized Sugar We're Going Down. Right. Um, That's Travi McCoy of Gym Class Heroes.
0: No, what do you mean like that's that's them singing that part?
1: Yeah, so so that, that person is singing the part, and then that's their band that they're from
0: Oh, is, is how I'm addressing I that. that. I I'm thought, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I, I thought that was just sampled, the original. No, no,
1: those were other people singing them.
0: Oh. Yeah,
1: um, and, and that's what I meant by cameos. Um, so those were the first two, and then I wasn't sure if you would recognize his voice. Um, Dance Dance uh, is Brendan Urie from Panic! at the Disco. Oh, no. uh, He sung that one. Um, And then This Ain't a Scene, It's an Arms Race. That's Doug Newman, um, who is GM for Crush Management. Um, Thanks for the Memories uh, was Alexander DeLeon of The Cab. Uh, And then the last one was Growing Up, and uh, that was sung by William Beckett of The Academy Is. Um, And I'm not sure if you've heard any of those bands, but they're all from the same era. Um, And so I figured that they were – Like, all friends. I know that Fall Out Boy and and Panic at the Disco were like this. Um, I actually had the honor of seeing them live together. They played Uh, together at one concert? Yeah, that was... You
0: probably lost your mind.
1: I did. I did because um, they sing another song... just fast forwarding uh, to $20 nosebleed at the end of this album is actually Brendan Urie is on that song as well.
0: And I got to hear
1: them play it live like years after the fact, I had no idea that they were going to play it together. And it just, yeah, made my little heart so happy.
0: Wow. (laughs) Um,
1: And then I just wanted to point out like, uh, what a catch Johnny is not my favorite. um, Only because it's bittersweet because whether they intended it or not, it felt like, because they were, you know, reviewing all their old hits, um, and because this was their last, um, their last original record before they went on hiatus, um, it felt like they were saying goodbye, and so it just it it makes me sad in a in a good way because. At least now I know that, like, they came back and, you know, they've already released another three albums since then. But um, at the time, uh, it just, yeah, it made me really sad. It was bittersweet. Yeah, bittersweet. Um, and then 27, I love all the lyrics. I feel like it's really gritty. Um, and uh, I know that you uh, were listening to the the lyrics. Um, they they named it 27 based on the 27 Club um, yep. which is, yeah, referring Hendrix to, um, Kurt yeah, Cobain all of those people, um, and just, you know, drugs in the industry and mm-hmm. getting caught up and, and stuff like that. Uh, but I also wanted to point out, it's the first time we actually get a guitar solo in. I know. And it was, it was fantastic. I honestly wish that they had done that more because I mean, they can, they can really go at it with the, the dueling guitars. Um, and so I just, I love that part of it, but, um. Yeah, so those were those two songs. I, I,
0: again, I, I liked What a Catch, Donnie. Like I said, that might be my second favorite one, but the only thing is that you just kind of bummed me out because it's the first, eh, Is um, you said Elvis Costello, and I oh. do not like Elvis Costello at all.
1: I, I honestly, I have not heard any of his music. What's so, so funny about,
0: no, I just, you no, <laughs> not a fan of Elvis Costello at all, so.
1: Well, that's fine. It was very <laughs> short, his cameo was. So um, anyway, so the next two, were, we're coming down to the end of the album here. Um, number 10 is Tiffany Bl- uh, Blues.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, which features Lil Wayne, your favorite. Just kidding. Lil Wayne. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then Whams uh, is number 11. And I just wanted to point out really quick that that one uh, is special because it was produced, co-written, and um, the synthesizer was performed by Pharrell Williams. Oh. So that one's like um, kind of a big song on the album, at least uh, for my um, opinion.
0: Because I'm happy. (laughs) Right. Right. The feral guy from The Voice? Got it. <laughs> okay, here we go with Tiffany Blues. And it's not blues like the rock and roll blues. It's it's spelled B-L-E-W-S. Mm-hmm. Like past tense or something. Right. And, and then um, oops. The next one, whams, is W period, A period, M period, S period. Is yes. that an acronym for something or?
1: I don't know. That hmm. would be nice to know.
0: <laughs> All right, here we go. Cue it up. Tiffany Blues Fallout Boy. Here we go. All righty, I'm giving that a half applause because we came to our first roadblock. Roadblock. Um, Tiffany Blues. Um, Love the intro. The intro is fantastic, and that guitar is sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That guitar is way cool, and it's just—I dig the groove of it. Mm-hmm. I dug again the lyrics, the the vocals. I dug everything about that song. Again, it's par for course. This whole album is just hitting, 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 hitting. Mm-hmm. And then we come into the wham, in, the whams, W A M S.
1: I I just looked it up, so it stands for waiter, actress, model, singer.
0: Um, it should stand for whack, awful mediocre and sucks because i didn't i did not like that song at all at all and it's funny if you told me pharrell williams was involved with that without telling me it was pharrell williams um i definitely knew it was another outside producer coming in Mm. to meddle with the boys because (laughs) there's too many cooks in the our chefs Uh, in the kitchen it was too many ideas i wrote the octave intro is very cool but it's definitely the weakest song for me on this album. There's way too many ideas going on. And then the lyrics went, you know, which were, remember the fine line between clever and yeah. stupid? We got that. I wasn't feeling the hurry, hurry, flurry, flurry, freckles, freckles. I'm like, no, it, it's not. Again, it's whimsical, but mm-hmm. it, there's a fine line. It's 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 like the Beatles. Like, you know, we all live in a yellow submarine, can be very stupid but it's not right it's it'll last outlast all of us and it had like too many like even jazz was going on in the middle like there was like so many Mm -hmm. in that little part in the middle and I was like (laughs) what are we doing and then that ending what was with that ending like it was like I'm like is the song over and you're like no 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 and then they're like some other dude is like Singing, talking, right. and
1: I tried to look it up. I can't find anything on it. I don't know. I don't think anyone wants to say credit for it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't know if it's a sample. I don't know if Ugh. like someone else came in and just did a riff. I-, I don't know. I couldn't find anything on it.
0: Hated it.
1: Okay. Well, I think it's funny because. It's one of my favorites, and no, everything that you don't no. like about it is what I like about it. I love the lyrics. No, I love the line "I'm a young one stuck in the thoughts of an old one's head." I feel like that perfectly describes me. See, no, that's like I'm an old soul, but I'm like that's, twenty-seven something. That's <laughs>
0: clever. That's cool, but
1: it, I do, I do agree with you that it seems like there, it's it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yes. I think of it in a, in a positive way. You think of it as a negative way. So I feel like that was maybe the, the part that tipped over. where at the fan base.
0: Yeah. That's kind of like the breather part. It's like the album It's kind of like the, um, you know, we're, I don't know. Like I just, I just didn't dig it. That's the first song that I would. That's
1: fine. I mean, we made it all the way to 11. So the first 10 songs were all good. That's, that's totally fine by me. Um, yeah, I, I I just, I like it. But I do think it's funny because I generally don't, I'm not a big fan of Pharrell Williams. And so when I heard that he had done stuff on this song, I was like, oh, that's interesting because I actually like that song. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you felt the opposite, so that's funny. But um, just going going straight through the the last two songs, uh, 12 and 13. Um,
0: oh, these are the last two? This is the
1: last two. Yeah, we're at uh, $20 Nosebleed. This is... Um, featuring Brendan Urie of uh, Panic at the Disco again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last song, number 13, is West Coast Smoker.
0: All right, here we go. Last two songs, guys. Pull them up. Here we go. $20 Nosebleed. And here we go. <laughs> wow, that's it? hmm Hell of a rebound from the one song I did not like. I love those last two songs, especially the way, remind me of Pink Floyd, the way they... That last song, the second to last song. Um, $20 Nosebleed. Yeah, where you said Pete Wentz is doing the talking line at the very end and it goes uh-huh. right into the last song. It's a, yeah. it's a complete one-two punch. And, yeah, it went right back to what they're great about and what I like about them. It's like the sing-along, it's the anthem, it's the music, it's the guitar, it's the drums, mm-hmm. the vocals, it's the attitude. It's, the, it's everything. I am a fan. I am a fan. That's awesome. You've you've won me over. Absolutely. (laughs) This was a really good album. I give this album an A because I only didn't like one song. And I liked every single song on an album that I've never heard of from a band that I never really paid attention to.
1: Right, Because I did not know
0: really what to expect. Now, I've heard the Sugar Sugar were going down, and it's...
1: I know you've heard their hits because, I mean, I played them all the time.
0: Sure, but it wasn't like I really, like, listened to it. I've never listened to any of their stuff with the headphones. Mm -hmm. And I dig the production value. Everything, It's, it's all there. Like, again... They got the goods. They clearly should have longevity. Are they still around? Then or they what? are.
1: So their their last ca- album came out a couple of years ago, um, and it's uh, it's not my favorite. Their oh. their last album, Mania, came out, and it's um, very much like I had mentioned before. I feel like all my alternative rock um, bands growing up with kind of turned to pop, um, and I think that it it made a difference in that. I don't know, like you said, there's a thin line between, like, really good and just kind of stupid, and I feel like their, their last one kind of went off the edge a little bit. Um, I, I mean, I still have faith in them. I still listen to their stuff all the time. Like, I was listening to their entire discography on Shuffle on the way over here. Wow. <laughs> um, but, you know, I I just feel like they, they go through different, you know, peaks and valleys, just like anyone else. But mm-hmm. um, I, I just really felt like this was, you know, the the last of their, their really good stuff when it was, you know, late two thousands and they were just right in the pocket. And I mean, I I think it's also really funny that, um, you know, they brought in Brendan Urie of panic, the disco, my second favorite band, um, which I have actually seen panic in concert the most times out of anybody in my life. I think I've seen them like six or seven times. Um, but uh, I I think it's funny that in twenty dollar nosebleed that song actually reminds me more of Panic than it reminds me of Fallout Boy. And
0: what song was he singing in?
1: So what? so he was singing the um um not the chorus but like the pre-chorus, the in, permanent in... jet lag. Oh, please that's take me a... back. That was uh, that was Brendan Urie singing that part.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. got it. Um,
1: but yeah, like the the horns in the background, that's a very Panic thing. Um, but I just, yeah, but I just love that, you know, it's so like happy and uplifting and to get to West Coast Smoker, you need that bridge of Pete's poetry and him just screaming at the end and just you know, take off kind of thing. Um, and the thing I love most about West Coast Smoker is just that solid baseline, just that like, it just (laughs) gets you and you're just like, yeah. Um, and then I, I don't know why I love, (laughs) I love the line so much. Knock once for the father, twice for the son, three times for the Holy Ghost. When they actually do the knock once for the father, like when they actually do the, the knocks, like, I just love that. And it goes into, you know, uh, just more more gritty and it, it reminds me more of their their earlier stuff where they were you know there were a couple of songs that actually had like screamo bits like that's mm-hmm. where that comes from um which is more of pete's pete's stuff but um no i just like you at the end of that song you're like oh that's it Oh
0: wow! So you
1: just yeah, you just gotta put it on repeat and keep listening I'm to
0: it. <laughs> definitely gonna listen to this album again. That was fantastic. I'm so
1: happy you liked Absolutely, it. Absolutely,
0: I loved it. And that first song still is just like holy cow! Like it yeah. just it just got me, it grabbed me, hook, line, and sinker. And this was so fun. This is so <laughs> awesome. I, I know. I'm so glad that we do these things because it we open up each other to different music. Yeah. And it's just fantastic. And this was a lot of fun, guys. This was the uh, fallout boy. What was the name of the album again? Fully do. There you go. Brittany had me listen to it. That was my reaction. This is from my chair with Carlos, with my special guest, my beautiful daughter, Brittany. And we drop episodes every Monday, so please subscribe and turn on your notifications so you do not miss a single episode. And thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back with some more stuff. See you guys next week.
1: Thanks, guys.